live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 611 on Wisconsin's Morning News. You know, we've been talking a lot about artificial intelligence, but there are ways to fight back. Let's get to it. If my intelligence is artificial, then why am I smarter than you? (laughs) This is how you beat the Terminator. So there's some concerns, of course, about facial recognition cameras, right? And what they can do, they can monitor every move. You can be identified immediately, not just on your cell phone. But just anywhere. Sure, you're walking around. A la Minority Report kind of thing. Yeah. But like because of your face, they can see the features. And okay, there's Vetrano. He just entered this place. He's right. over here. Do people know stuff about me. Is yeah. the profiling going on? So get this. There is some new technology that's being used. Sorry, I just had to let that go. Um, there's this new technology that's been used on um, some designers' sweaters. And this Italian company has created sweaters that will fight off facial recognition. It will immediately make the computer identify you as a giraffe. What? The case of mistaken identity is no accident. It is literally by design. The sweater is part of the debut of this collection by Italian startup as well as the tops. It has hoodies, there's pants. Each one sports a pattern known as an adversarial patch. It's designed by AI algorithms to confuse facial recognition software. So I showed you a picture of one of the sweaters. Yeah, it looks like a Bill Cosby sweater. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. Just, just go into your 80s closet and pull something out. So if you pop that on, then it almost looks like you are a giraffe or an elephant. It just kind of puts that mask on your face, so to speak. Well, what do you mean? Like a filter? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like when you're on like Instagram or something and you know it puts like a horse face yes, on you. Yes. So, so you're then the computer doesn't know who you are. Hang on. So you're a security guy, right? You're at your little screen there like they like they have at the airport and Eric comes walking through but you got this sweater on and it puts like a zebra head mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no it doesn't. It's a patented process. It would create a physical version of the pattern. It looks like a cross between a loom and a giant barbecue, just the way it's all built up in there. And then it tests these images, and it produces these other images for the computer to read. So it will block your face. (laughs) Or you could just wear a giraffe mask (laughs) and go that route, too. But I don't know. I I don't know if it's worth it or not. The, uh, The outfits aren't the prettiest. So there's that, right. The bad news is you have to wear that sweater. (laughs) It does look like a flashback to 1989. Also, aren't you just immediately on the radar then? (laughs) Everybody else is just walking on through, and here comes Zebra Head Guy. You're like, "Uh, that guy's up to something. I like it. I like it. This is a good first step toward blocking Skynet if we can wear these sweaters. All right, I'm on board with that. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Quarterback watch in Green Bay continues, and, well, things are certainly starting to heat up as ESPN's Dan Graziano, who joined Get Up on Monday, thinks the Packers may have a big say 
and what the future in Green Bay could look like. What has to happen is, as, as Adam mentioned, Rodgers and the Packers have to have a conversation. And I think it's going to be a two-way conversation. I don't think it's a matter of the Packers saying, okay, Aaron, what do you want to do? And then doing it. I think the Packers have some input here. I think when we heard their general manager, Brian Gutekunst, earlier this week, uh, it sounded like you know at least the organization was ready to consider the possibility of moving on and moving on to Jordan Love and then having their young quarterback grow with their young rosters. So... Uh, once that conversation takes place and they figure out the way to move forward, that's when I think you'll see trade talks heat up. And that's when, you know, we'll find out who wants the Jets. Maybe it's the Panthers. The Raiders, I think, are a team to watch in this as well. So uh, at some point there needs to be that kind of summit meeting. I imagine it happens post-combine uh, between Rodgers and the Packers' brain trust. Speaking of trade, speaking of New York Jets, late Last night, uh, Trey Wingo has reported that the New York Jets and the four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers have reportedly met in regards to his playing future. Wingo also reporting that nothing is imminent, but that Rodgers is open to the idea of playing in New York. Sticking with the NFL, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the 2022 comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, has agreed to a three-year, $105 million deal with the Seattle Seahawks. He'll get $52 million in his first year. There's a big, big week on the horizon for the NFL if a decision for Aaron Rodgers is to come. And speaking of horizon, the UWM Panthers were in Indiana last night facing off with Cleveland State in their bid to advance to the Horizon League Tournament Finals. And after a slow start for the Panthers, who saw a 28-point deficit early, they gave some second gave some fight in the second half. Browning back on a step through, kick to Jalen Johnson, contact, scores it, and Jalen will go for three again. Scott Warris on the call over on 101.7 The Truth there. Jalen Johnson would lead the team with the season high 24 points, but it would not be enough as the magical season for Bart Lundy and his crew comes to an end with a 93-80 to loss in the semifinals. Oh, I thought we had good prep, but we gave up, I mean, a 10-0 run, all layups. They didn't make a three and score 46 points in the first half. Just our systems broke down. It's disappointing. You know, we just got to regroup. Uh, hopefully we get a little postseason here, and uh, no, just disappointing. As you heard in the tail end there, not all is lost for the Panthers as their Horizon League tournament comes to an end for UWM, but the postseason has not for now as the program has accepted an invite to the College Basketball Invitational. And sticking with college hoops and with the Horizon League, the University of Green Bay Women's Phoenix are moving on to their tournament finals after outlasting Purdue-Fort Wayne 69-65 on Monday afternoon. The Phoenix will play the number 2 seed Cleveland State today at 11 a.m. If the Phoenix win, it will be their first automatic bid to the NCAA tournament since 2018. Something to do with the family for St. Patrick's Day if you don't want to bring the kids on the pub crawl. That's coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said, Mama said, Mama said. Eric, why do leprechauns love to garden? I don't know. Because they have green thumbs. There you go. There you go. That and 49 other St. Patrick's Day jokes for kids are up now at mkewithkids.com. Founder Callie Herbst is with us this morning. And All right, so beyond the jokes, Callie, if you have some ideas for families who want to celebrate St. Patrick's Day without the pub crawl, uh, <laughs> let's start with the parade downtown. That comes up fast on folks. My kids used to Irish dance, and people don't know, it's always the Saturday before St. Patrick's Day. So we're talking about this Saturday, right? Right, because St. Patrick's Day is next week, the 17th. So this weekend, Saturday, March 11th, will be the 55th annual St. Patrick's Day Parade, 
uh, downtown Milwaukee. It steps off at noon. Um, and yeah, there'll be the Irish dance groups, like you mentioned, and local dignitaries and mascots and, you know, bagpipes and all of the things that would go in an Irish uh, day parade. One thing I remember as a parent taking the kids to that parade when they were little is, generally speaking, if you have it, wear it. If you're unsure whether or not you have enough clothes to stay warm, I mean, we have had some nice days, but that one could get cold Layers. quick. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely want to layer up. Um, and with the green, you know, every, if you see pictures from past years, people are definitely decked out in St. Patrick's Day gear. So if you have some fun, uh, warm St. Patrick's Day gear, that would be a good idea. The other thing, too, by the way, it steps off at the old Grand Avenue Mall at 3rd Street Market Hall. And that place is really fun for kids. So you can warm up in there. They have, like, cornhole and uh, shuffleboard and a selfie museum and, you know, food and drink options. So that might be a good place to warm up. We're right here. You can peek in on the windows here at WTMJ. Can confirm. Uh, talking with Callie Herbst, MKEWithKids.com is the website. Bucks are doing something special for uh, St. Patrick's Day this year. Yeah, they're doing Irish Heritage Night on Wednesday, March 22nd. Now, I don't know much about what that entails. I just know that when we go to Bucks games, their theme nights are always good. They have fun, like, costumes and music and dance, and I don't know what they'll do for it, but that's Wednesday, March 22nd, uh, if your family loves the Bucks. What about this thing they're doing at Bayshore? Is the place called Vibes? It's like a, an art place, right? Yeah, um, it's Vibes Creative Art Studios. They are doing a St. Patrick's Day party this weekend. The one I'm really excited about is at the Celtic MKE Center this weekend. It is on Sunday. This is the Irish Fest headquarters, and they're doing a family day for all ages. It's going to be, there'll be live music, there'll be interactive activities. Basically, you go with your kids, and you go to different stations that are each like a different county in Ireland, um, and they'll have all kinds of interactive activities. Um, it, it sounds really fun. There'll be food. There'll be Molly and Patty, who are the Irish Fest mascots, will be there. It's going to be really fun. Kelly, did the leprechauns invade your house, too? Oh, not really. You know, we don't really do St. Patrick's Day, to be totally honest with you. It's, like, not our family's holiday, but maybe we'll, we'll switch it up this year and go to the parade. No, that's fine. I, I just want to make sure. I, I, good for you not to have the leprechauns invade because somehow that became a thing in our house. Us too. I don't know if, it, if they heard it at school, Callie, but I remember like when my kids were really little, I'm talking like early elementary school, and they must have done something with the leprechaun, and they came home like borderline freaked out, like, what's going to happen at our house? <laughs> okay, so is it like an elf on the shelf thing, or what is it? Uh, Ish. It's more of like all of a sudden they're turning the toilet water green yes. and the, uh, the milk is green. Things are out of place and it must have been the leprechaun. And now like I felt as a parent, like now there's an expectation on me. I got to do more. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, or fight them back or yes. something. Oh, my goodness. I think I missed the boat on this one, though, which I might, I'm kind of grateful. I'm ready for uh, April Fool's Day, though. So it sounds kind of like oh, well, interesting. How far does that go in your house? It, you know what? Last year I did frozen cereal and the kids loved it. So I <laughs> did their cereal bowls the night before, put them in the freezer, and then put them out like they were normal. It was great. It, it ran over really well. Oh, great idea. Oh, good pro, pro tip for April Fool's Day. The <laughs> website right. is mkewithkids.com. Callie Herbs, thanks so much. Great to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Bye. And happy St. Patrick's Day as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, okay, you add something. It doesn't take much to make your kids go berserk. Right. Oh, ah. <laughs> a little goes a long way. Right, but it's one more thing you got to worry about. <laughs> got to put on your calendar.
Yes, ma'am. We wondered at the time what was going to happen with the Patti LaBelle concert. Y'all going to do Patti like this? We didn't mean to. She's coming back. Patti LaBelle coming back this year. Details on her show in a moment, but you may remember the show at the Riverside Theater in Milwaukee, December. Cut short after only a song or two due to a bomb threat at the Riverside. Here's the moment they were taking Patti off stage. She was flanked by a couple of her people. Yeah, took her right off stage. Said like, nope, we're done here. And they evacuated the Riverside. So here's this lady posting to social media as everybody is out on the street wondering what's going on. Y'all, Patty just came on stage and we got to evacuate because somebody threatened. Well, the police outside because they said it's a bomb threat. So everybody got to evacuate. Patty came out and did one song, y'all. They came and got Patty off that stage so fast, y'all. Oh, my God. They did one song, y'all. And I think she was into number two, and that was that. Done. So no show. They sent everybody home. But the show has been rescheduled. Patty and the Riverside, they're going to make good. wasn't their fault. I mean, nothing they can do. I don't know what else they would have done differently. Yeah, I was worried, though. Whenever something like this happens, you always wonder whether or not the artists and the venue are going to be able to pull it off and... Not just take your money. <laughs> well, right. Well, and who pays for that lost event? Right, that's a you lot know, of like, money. You can't just ask Patty. Not her fault. So what? She's supposed to fly in on her own dime and do it? Like she was already here. Mm-hmm. Her expenses right. were that. You know, as far as the Paps Theater Group that puts on shows at the Riverside, what are they supposed to do? We had the venue. We had, we didn't we didn't call in a bomb threat. MPD, we had Dr. Ken Harris in here, former police lieutenant. He said, not our deal. Like, we just come make sure everybody's safe. Yeah. We check it out. But yeah. We don't tell them, yeah, you have to do the show. So either way, it sounds like they're just going to make good. And this is what the past leader group is saying. All previously issued tickets and parking passes will be honored at the Riverside Theater on the new date. They do not need to be exchanged. So if you had if you had a ticket, you have a ticket. Show is coming up May twentieth. Additionally, there are still tickets available, at you know, so it wasn't a sold out show. So if you want to see Patty. She's going to come back, and you can do that at the Riverside Theater. Again, May 20th is the date. PapsTheaterGroup.com for tickets. Everybody got to evacuate the building because it's a bomb threat. Y'all going to do Patty like this? We didn't mean to. We'll do better this time. Spring training is here. Baseball back. Keep it tuned to WTMJ through the spring for spring baseball. All the sounds of Brewers baseball, including Bob Bucher on the call for some of those games. You sounded good already this year. Our next spring training broadcast is coming up Friday. It's a 2 o'clock first pitch. Spring training, and it's back right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Take your home from clean to immaculate. Save up to $100 on select models right now at West Bend Vacuum Center, including central vacuum systems, HepaVacs, cordless vacs, and even carpet cleaners. Save even more when you trade in your old vacuum. Shop Sibo, Mila, Simplicity, and Ricar vacuums. Don't miss the big sale going on now at West Bend Vacuum Center. For an exclusive price on everything, call them at 262-335-2222 or visit West Bend Vacuum. How much does it cost to talk to Gruber Lofses after a serious crash? It's free. Yes, free. As in it won't cost you anything to speak with us. Not sure if you have a case? Call our team at Gruber Lofses today. Your first call and your first consultation are always free. And you'll never pay us a fee until we win your case. If you've been seriously injured, call Gruber Lofses. One call. That's all.
Get started with your no-hassle refi checkup by clicking on the blue button at Acunet.com. Find furniture for life from Ken Michaels Furniture in Brookfield, Greenfield, or downtown Milwaukee. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Quarterback watch in Titletown continues. Some breaking news late last night as former ESPN's Trey Wingo has reported the New York Jets and the Packers four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers have reportedly met, and although nothing is imminent, he reports Rodgers is open to playing in New York. Certainly more to follow as the NFL New League year begins on March 15th. Over to college hoops, the dancing in Milwaukee comes to an end as the Milwaukee Panthers lose to Cleveland State in the Horizon League semifinal by a final score of 93-80. to Jalen Johnson led the way for UWM with a season-high 24 points. The Panthers finished their season with 21 wins, and although it was a tough loss, not all is lost as the program has accepted an invite to the College Basketball Invitational. And over to the NBA, the Bucks get set to protect their two-game Eastern Conference lead with a matchup tonight in Orlando to take on the Magic. You can catch full coverage right here on WTMJ, beginning at 5.30. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The University of Wisconsin and Athletic Director Chris McIntosh have reportedly fired Tony Granato after seven seasons with the university, head coach for the hockey program, after finishing his tenure with a 105 to 129 record overall and a sub 500 conference record, the university decided the 2017 and the 2021 Big Ten Coach of the Year was not the one to continue to lead the program. The former Badger, who also coached U.S. men's national ice hockey team at the 2018 Winter Olympics, who is loved by all his players by no doubt, is now out of his role and it leaves a massive void for a program with championship expectations. The moral of this story, things are changing in Madison, whether you like it or not. The standard is being raised, and in my opinion, it's about damn time. The old days of competing for a conference regular season title and settling for mid-level achievements, they're done. They're gone. In hindsight, those things mean absolutely nothing. Maybe at other schools, but at Wisconsin, no, not at all. With changes being made to two major programs at the university, both football and hockey most recently, Chris McIntosh is sending you a clear message, Badgers fans all around the world. Compete for championships or get the hell out of the way. Two-time Sports Writer of the Year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, now a regular contributor to Wisconsin's Morning News. Lori Nickel is with us this morning. Got to get to the Aaron Rodgers stuff in a second, Lori, but perfect timing off our discussion last week of the rising global speed skating star, Kiwaskum's own Jordan Stoltz, who's not yet 19. He, like, based on your description, almost literally lit the oval on fire at the World Championships in the Netherlands. Yeah, he was just amazing, and it was like he stunned the people in the Netherlands who love speed skating more than anybody else in the world. His performance on his very first race was in the 500 meters. It's like the fastest sprint there is, and not only did he beat everybody, but he his time was so flat, fast, it was kind of flirting with 
world records. It didn't get there, but it stunned the crowd. It stunned him, and then he just went on to to win everything he did uh, last weekend. It was pretty remarkable. And he's not nearing prime age yet, right? He's still a few years away from when the athletes generally are at their best. Yeah, you know, we're with the speeding, um, with the sprinting speed skaters, that prime age might be around 22 to 26 years old. You know, he's still um, growing and changing, and 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 at 18, just almost 19 years old, he will change physically. But I would not underestimate him just because he's a young guy at the age of 18. The way he's been training the last year, the mature the maturity that I've seen from him from the Olympics in Beijing a year ago to now, you can really see a difference. So he might already be there. Those numbers might not mean anything to him as far as age group. So we'll be keeping an eye on Jordan Stoltz from Kiwaskum when we talk speed skating from time to time. So, Lori, got to ask you about the Aaron Rodgers news this morning. Report out that Rodgers has already met with the management at the New York Jets. I guess first thing on that, for him to do that, the Packers would have needed to know and said that was okay, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have to be involved with it, at least on some, probably not even the last couple of hours, but in days leading up to this, for sure. So what do we make of that report? I mean, I guess, I don't I'm tired of hearing, you know, well, I think he's going to do this and I think he's going to do that. Like, who cares what any of us think about what may or may not happen? I guess my my direct question for you this morning is, do you have a thought as to what's right for the Green Bay Packers? Like, if if you're Brian Gutekunst this morning, do you want Aaron Rodgers to be your quarterback this year? Not what do you think he's going to do or not do, but, like, do you would you want him back? You know, with the way things went last year – there were so many question marks um, as far as how Aaron treated his leadership and what he did not do during the off-season workouts leading up to the whole season. There was so much transition with the Packers, and Rodgers wasn't there for um, OTAs and things like that. So that really it was out of character for him, for one thing, but also kind of understandable when you're a 17-year veteran. I understand why you would not want to do some of those things. There's two sides to that story and probably actually three or four. So, hmm. yes, I, it, understanding why the Packers want to move on, absolutely. And, in fact, I think this should have happened a year ago. I think this is a year too late for both sides. But, of course, um, Green Bay has made it clear in their own way that they're ready to move on. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that's what's best for them. I, you know, Jordan Love has now a lot of pressure on him, much the way that Aaron Rodgers did when he took over for Brett Favre. That was kind of unprecedented at the time in 2007 and 2008. So, but, you know, when you have this uh, leadership question and it coming out of Green Bay, then it is time for Green Bay to move on, for sure. Lori, the thing that I can't get over is that the one thing I've said for years, well, Aaron won't do what Brett did. Aaron's learned from Brett. <laughs> Say what you want about the relationship. He knows his brand in Wisconsin. He's an owner of the Bucks. all the stuff, yada, yada. He knows where his bread is buttered. He's not going to do what Brett did. And here... Can you imagine the same movie? He ends up going to the Jets. Like, how is that even possible? I know the parallels are pretty incredible, but and and I did talk. You know, so in 2010, I flew out to San Diego and I hung out with Aaron 
Um, and that was right before he won the Super Bowl, and he talked about it even then. I think he was about 27 years old, and he's like, I am not going to play until I'm 40 years old. I am not going to do the same things. I'm not going to. But time has a way of changing us, right, and going through these experiences. And um, I don't think the parallels are perfect. Um, I think, you know, if Aaron Rodgers makes a decision uh, before the draft, before, you know, all the, even in the next month or so, if he doesn't drag it out, if he doesn't change his mind and waffle back and forth, that's a huge difference uh, that between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And, but the thing that we, that's curious to me, you guys, is things didn't work out great for Brett Favre or his coaches. I mean, first of all, when Brett Favre went to the Jets in 2008, they had a loaded team as well. They eventually had eight pro bowlers go on that team, but the season was a disaster. Eric Mangini, the coach, got fired at the end of the year, and then Brett went to Minnesota, of course, and things didn't work out as great there, and Brad Childress got fired after <laughs> Brett Favre left. So, Uh-oh. you know, hopefully, it was a mess. And I'm starting to get, like, flashbacks and maybe just, yeah. So hopefully it won't be totally the same, but you never know. Lori Nicko from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joins us Tuesdays at 10 minutes before 7 o'clock. Thanks, Lori. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Take care, you guys. I want to be a part of it.